Hello everyone and welcome back to the Off The Mark podcast. My name is Josh, your host, and today I am joined by Sam. It's only Sam today. How are you, Sam? I'm, I'm good, Josh. You're right, mate. Yeah, um, it's been a few weeks. It's been last episode we uploaded was uh, on the fifth of December, I believe. So it's been just over two weeks. Um, I don't really know what's happened to us. I think we've just had a lot of a lot of work to do and stuff. We've obviously yeah. got college and oh, college, college is kind of caught up with us. We had yeah. to take a little mini break. Yeah, obviously, you know it's the end of the uh, you know the, uh, before Christmas time. That's when a lot of exams have happened and stuff. I had a few mocks and stuff, and I know the, the other guys have as well. So me and Sam just thought, you know, one of the first days of the holidays, we just get a, we just get an episode out, just to sort of get back into the rhythm. Um, so we've just decided that it's, so it's currently Sunday morning, um, like you know, um, so uh, we've we've seen four games happen on on the Saturday. Um, we've seen Liverpool versus Palace, Southampton versus City, Everton versus Ar- versus Arsenal, and then Newcastle versus Fulham. So we're going to be talking about them games, um, and then. There's four games coming up to later on today. We've got Brighton, Sheffield, Brighton versus Sheffield United. And then we've got Tottenham versus Leicester. And then we've got United versus Leeds. And then we finish with West Brom and Villa. So we're just going to talk about the four games off and then we'll just talk about, you know, like our predictions for the, for uh-huh. the up today. So um we'll we'll do it in we'll do it in chronological order. So the first game of the day was Crystal Palace nil, Liverpool seven. Now seven. it was a mental game. I don't think anyone was expecting that. You know, Liverpool haven't... They've had decent form, obviously, at the top of the league, but um, I don't think anyone was expecting that. But uh, what about no you? No one was expecting that, especially. Without, without Van Dijk, no one was expecting that. Yeah, no one's expecting Liverpool to keep a clean sheet these days. And not only did they keep a clean sheet, they scored seven, seven goals. goals. A lot of them seven. really, really nice goals. Sam, what was your what was your favourite goal of the game? Because there was a lot of decent ones, I thought. I think in terms of the actual finish itself, I've got to go Salah's second. Oh, you can't really argue with that, can you, about the intent? But I really like Firmino's first. Because at the end of the day, it was just a 1-2 with Robertson, but it was a 1-2 that covered however much half a pitch is, what, 50 metres? That's, it was just a perfect counter attack, wasn't it? But um, And it's a tidy finish as well, you know, just putting it on the outside Cracking of the Cracking ball as well. Yeah. Like, it's not like he's just whipped him across. He's actually picked him out and lofted it just over the defender. And mm-hmm. Good control, good finish. But well, Firmino's second as well. Absolutely, absolute filth that goal. I, I was just watching it on, a, on, on the highlights. I was just in awe. I thought it was such an amazing goal. And I think we were just talking about it before we started, how, how important Firmino is to this team. You know, as soon as he comes back, I agree. Team, he, scored, he scored seven goals. And obviously, you know, Jota's been great. He scored, I think he's got like 10 goals in that. 17 games, I want to say, something like that. Yeah. I don't, I don't know he's going to score more goals than Firmino is, but overall, Liverpool are a much better team with him in it. Um, I agree, I agree. You know what, the, the thing is, though, um, Palace didn't actually play that badly. I know 7-0 is not, you know, um, yeah. the best reflection, but they have more corners than Liverpool. So, you know, they, they clearly did create some chances. And although we didn't watch the game because we were all playing football at the time, but... Um, some of the chances they missed, there were some big chances in there. I remember um, Fabinho, not um, Ayo actually absolutely mugged off Fabinho, made him, you know, slip on his arse and then he just, the, the, the ball to Zaha in the middle just wasn't good enough. And that was at 1-0. So if that became one all, then the game could have been... Could, could have changed, could have changed, yeah. Story. But um, the win was quite convincing. Liverpool had 14 shots with eight on target. So, you know, scoring seven shots from eight on target is pretty, pretty clinical. Um 
with Crystal Palace yeah. five shots and three on target. So you know, obviously not as many as Liverpool did, but still, they, they could have had they could have it's, had a few goals. It could have been a lot closer. It's just Liverpool were clinical on the day, weren't they? Yeah, and um, I think it's and a big part of playing it right. Okay, personally, it's it's a wild theory, but I'm just gonna throw it out there. Okay. Is it the uh, the Palace keeper um, against Tottenham had an absolute blinder? Okay. So it was like maybe you know he thought it was going to be easy or something, and just he he wasn't on it because yeah. Liverpool had beaten Tottenham, and maybe that was playing with him, and you know he. But when Palace played Tottenham, Tottenham should have absolutely done him. Yeah, Tottenham were Tottenham were great in that game, but what was the final result? Of that was it. I think it was a draw. I think it was one-one. One-all, yeah. Um, yeah, that was, that was yeah. one of the few games that Tottenham, you know, got not got defeated, but didn't win because they've obviously been great at the start of the season. But so are Liverpool as well. I think people have sort of got this image that Liverpool have had a shaky start to the season, but yeah, I believe they are still top of the table. Let me have a look. Um, where's the table? Yeah, they are still um, top of the table. I think. Yeah, yeah. it was one. So. Um, it, you know they've they've only they've only lost one game, so you know it's been a decent start to the season considering all the injuries they've had. Um, it's looking yeah. good. I think they've had quite a few draws, haven't they? Yeah, they've got they've had four draws, um, one loss, four and then five wins. So um, you know, obviously not the red hot form that we saw them in last season, where they won God knows how many games on the bounce. But you yeah, know, the start still, of the season last season was ridiculous. Right? Table, and even if even if Tottenham win, they're still two points behind them. Um, but um, Tottenham dropped a couple of points, aren't they? Yeah, well, obviously they lost to Liverpool last week, so that was a big hit. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, do you think Liverpool are going to go on to win the title, Sam? Do you think it's their year again? I see. I'm I'm not 100 sure with this one. Like, I, I think I think most likely, yeah, because it it literally is going to be Liverpool's era for a, I say for a bit, a couple of years. They're going to dominate English football. Yeah, but I think. The main thing is, right, not having Van Dyke there is going to... It doesn't look like it now. They look like they're coping. But I think over time, the squad's going to... Because they've only had this injury crisis, as they call it, for a month and a bit now, aren't they? Really? Not a month, yeah. a few couple of months. And it's like, it's not... It's going to take its toll, I'd say, in another month or so when they realise that because they're playing massive and... Fabinho week in, week out, they're going to have to play some youngsters to rest him and then they're going to mess up. Yeah. So I, rec- I, re- I reckon they'll look convincing for another couple of months, but then they'll start to dip and then... Yeah. I'm you know. just but this, yeah, this Christmas period is going to be hard because obviously uh, there's a lot of games coming up. You know, this sort of December transitioning into January period. There's so many games. I think I saw something saying that United are playing six games in 15 days or something which is just mental I'm sure Liverpool's is a similar schedule so these this is this is when this is when titles won and lost uh, sorry won and lost because this is when you know it it gets you know to the nitty gritty when teams start dropping points because they've you know got to rest players and stuff so I think if Liverpool if United are playing that many games in that short amount of time it's going to force Oli into actually using like Van der Beek and his depth because for some reason he doesn't do it. No, but, he likes um, to use the same players. Yeah, we're going to move on to we're going to we'll move on to Man United, Man United later. But uh, the next game was Southampton one. Sorry, Southampton nil, Manchester City one. 
No, I, I actually caught the second half of this game. Okay. So, from what I saw, the second half, Southampton were all over City. Really? City, genuinely, in the second half, City, I would say, it, they literally were just trying to hit on the counter. That's all they could do. And yeah. as you know, that, that's not the City way. That's not how they play. Yeah, um, that's that's interesting because, I mean, it's not surprising though because, you know, Southampton have had a great start to the season, haven't they? You know, they're fifth at the moment in the table. Um, well, also, you've got one more game than them, below them. Yeah. So they can go on top easily and, you, and United have also got two games down. But, you know, um, I think it, that, you know, like the 9 they lost like last season to Leicester, they stuck yeah. with that. They, they lost the two games, two or three games after that as well. And you know, stuck with him and I was doing an amazing job. And they, they genuinely could with the state of the league this season, they genuinely could. Um they genuinely could finish in the top six or you know, at least get European football, you know, seventh or eighth. Um, yeah. They're probably yeah, probably top six is probably a bit of a push, but they they genuinely could because they've got a, a very, very good starting squad. I think their squad is quite underrated. So I've started to I, I, I personally think they've got a player that should be starting for England in the midfield in James Ward-Prowse. He's had, he's had an unbelievable season, you know, even against us when they, they lost, he was absolutely amazing. Not even just because of his, you know, his goal um, and his great delivery from the corner. He was just outstanding the whole game. But, um, yeah, so... But, um, obviously, if you are Major City fans and we were talking about the game, they're just relieved, if anything, because a lot, a lot of them were... Not very confident going into this game, you know. Yeah, the most. Uh, yeah, about that. Um, well, it's, in, when, when I first started, I started watching the game at halftime, and okay. it was City from the forty-fifth minute to I'd say about the I'd say the, the first ten minutes in the second half, they controlled possession, but then yeah. Southampton were, you know, getting crosses into the box, looking dangerous. But I've got to say, the one played letting down was Nathan Redmond. Honestly, he was awful. Every touch that he had went off the pitch. It was <laughs> he, gen- he genuinely played shocking. If he had yeah. someone else there, said he had an excellent game as well. Theo Walcott did he? He was he was not letting Cancelo breathe. Honestly, every time Cancelo got the ball, Walcott was just there. Well, yeah, that's true because um, looking at the ratings uh, from Sofa Score, Theo Walcott did get the highest rating in the game along with James Ward Prowse. So. Um, yeah, that's second um, half. just picked it up. Yeah, I'll say, well, say second half from, from the 55th minute, from the hour mark, last final half an hour, it was just relentless pressure. That is Sterling interesting. That is interesting what you were saying about the possession because you know, obviously, we always expect City to be the most ball dominant side in the league under Guardiola. You know, usually they have like 60 plus percent possession in most games, but from the start here, in the first, even in the first half, they had more possession, but it was only 52 to 48. But then, like you said, in the second half, they had more because they had 50, they had 52 Southampton to City's 48. So that's yeah. quite that's quite shocking to be honest. But um, you know, a lot a lot of a lot of the boys were saying before that they weren't happy with the lineup as well, you know, playing a double pivot against a team like Southampton. Um they didn't have an actual striker. They never they never even brought Guerrero on as well, which I thought was it was, was it Torres who started up front? I'm pretty sure. Ferran Torres started a striker. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting, but, and you know, he, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think it works. Obviously, they only scored one goal and he didn't get it, but. I'd, I'd, um, I'd actually rather Bernardo Silva for a striker. I think Bernardo Silva's, 
Yeah, I think his movement is is very good. But from I mean, I only watched, I only got the highlights of this game. Um, but uh, he missed a few decent chances. But from what I've seen, De Bruyne had a great game. Um, obviously got the assist for Sterling's goal, and he put in a great yeah. put across to um, I think it was Bernardo Silva actually, and then he just dribbled past someone, but then he couldn't finish on his right foot because he didn't have a right foot. But um, yeah. it's kind of funny actually because he does remind me of David Silva. Yeah, no, I do. I do. I mean, yeah, he's, he's 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 not. It, he's got similarities to Silva, but he's not the same. Like, yeah, he's just miles worse. Well, not miles worse. He's a, he's a decent. Like, player. Obviously, everyone knows he's a little bit quicker, but you know his passing's not as good. His dribbling is somewhat similar, like very similar. Silva's just silver, though, isn't he? he just adds just. He just <laughs> David Silva is amazing. Yeah, I think. And I think obviously, you know, I mean, Sochi died in the La Liga. They've been passionate this season. We've got them in the. I think City are struggling without Silva. Yeah, they are. And we've got them in the Europa League. Sochi died his team. And I'm, I am worried about that game, you know, because he's he's at the heart of that team now. But, um, yeah. First, so yeah. Uh, we'll just quickly go over the stats. So City had 11 shots with five on target. But Southampton not too far behind with nine shots and three on target. So, you know, a very, very close game. Both had six corners. I'm not. I'm not 100 percent sure, but I think Southampton did hit the woodwork once. Okay. As well. I think. I'm not sure though. I'm well, not that, that counts as a shot off target, doesn't it? So maybe, yeah. So yeah, so. um but, but yeah, so it they does... look dangerous on corners because James Ward Prowse them deliveries were ridiculous. He's just unbelievable, isn't he? Um I think he's amazing. Should we start for him? Hopefully he stays at Southampton for his whole career, you know, being a I love I love a good one club man, do you know what I mean? Like um and obviously yeah, I mean, They've had Matt Letizia and, you know, obviously he's never going to be as good as Letizia, but, you know, a, a, a similar sort of player would be nice to see yeah. fans in this uh, in this time. But, yeah, um, I think we covered that game pretty well. We'll move on to the um, to the uh, game that I watched uh, was Everton versus Arsenal. Now, um, I, watched, I, watched, I watched a fair bit of this. I'd say about 70 minutes. I saw, I saw all the goals and a little bit like of everything else, but nothing, nothing really caught my eye massively. I'm not gonna lie, I was quite bored by the game, even though three goals were scored. I wasn't really that excited by it. Um, I remember the first 10 minutes, I was like, Oh my god, why did I come? Why did I come and watch this? This was a waste of my time. But, um, obviously, Everton, you know, got the most important thing the three points. Um, I think Everton have got surprised this season, they just you know what? They look like they can score from nothing. They had an amazing start to the season and then they went on a bit of a bad run. But now they've won the last three games on the bounce and against three massive teams, they beat Chelsea, then they beat Leicester and then obviously now they beat Arsenal. Um, and um, I think I think the reason is, you know, is because at the moment they are playing two centre-backs at full-backs because, you know, Digne is injured. Um, I'm not sure if Seamus Coleman's injured or he's just being preferred. Seamus, Col- no, Seamus Coleman came on today. Oh, did he? Yeah, they so, came on in the final. Everton do look a lot because they've they can see. I think they've conceded like the, one of the highest amount of goals in the league. Um, obviously, their attack's been amazing, but they are conceding a lot of goals, and I think Ancelotti's recognised that. And um, Godfrey and Holgate were both playing a fullback, and especially Godfrey. I think Godfrey really impressed me. Um, I think he's you know coming in from. Coming in from Norwich, it's not a, you know an easy step up, you know, considering the dreadful season they had last season. But yeah. I think proving his own, um, and you know, maybe in the future he can proper cement a, a 
uh, place in that the heart that Everton defends, maybe in maybe in the centre instead of a wide. Because I, I've always thought that Everton need new centre backs. Like I remember, remember like last season, maybe the season before, they had like two senior centre backs in the whole squad. Um, yeah, Harold, the, the defence was so thin, but you know, yeah, uh, I don't know about that. But Yerry Mina was excellent. So, you know, obviously he got the goal and he was just a rocker. I think Yerry, I think Yerry Mina is a very good centre back. I put him as overrated on the part one of our overrated, and I, I do still think he was overrated. But when 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 a player's good, I can tell you that they're good, and I thought he was, I thought he was great, and he, he's so dominant in the air, man, isn't he? Like. How tall, how tall is he? He's somewhere like six foot three, six foot four. He's he's just massive, but he's just he's just he's just you know what his movement from the corner is just darts into the center of the box, and it's just unbelievable. It's, like, it's, it's not like he's slow either. Like he, it's he's just good. Like reading the game as well. Yeah, you know he's had a bit of a revival since Barcelona spent that money on him, which is a little bit strange. But um, you know Ancelotti seems to trust him. Um, that Michael Keane effort as well. Did you see that that shot they had? I was like, yeah, oh, that, yeah, that long shot. Yeah, I was like, oh my god, that went in. That would have been mental. But um, you know, I think we've covered it. It, 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 it woke me up actually because I was falling asleep. But yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's just miserable for Arsenal, really, isn't it? At the moment, um, Arsenal are not having a good time. Yeah, do you reckon Arteta will get sacked within this season? I don't know. We were going to cover it on a podcast. We were going to talk about some of you know some of the managers. We we're going to talk about Ollie and Arteta and stuff. You know, do you want to leave that for another episode? Then keep 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 the viewers in suspense. I mean, yeah, we could do. Um, if, I, if Arsenal keep up with this format, I, I, I don't know. Um, but they just they're just absolutely dreadful, aren't they? But um, you know what? It says here that Saka got a six point four rating. But I think that's a little bit harsh. I thought he was quite good. I thought he was probably Arsenal's best player. Saka had a really good chance at the end to yeah, draw he did, level. Yeah, Pickford made a, a pretty... It, it wasn't great. Yeah. So it sort of went straight iron, but it was still, you know, a, a you know, peak moment. He, yeah. he needed to react quickly. It's just, yeah, it's just miserable, you know. And I, I don't know what's happened to Aubameyang. I don't know if he's got an injury or not, but... It wasn't I don't even, know, he wasn't even in the squad. He wasn't even in the squad, was he? And obviously, in Kaya started up front... Um, it's a hard game to be put up front and that, and you know, against the big, big guy like Yerry Mina and you know, two fullbacks who are centre backs, you know, so big defence to sort of come up against. It's not helping when you've got, especially as well with Decorah and Allen in the CDM. Well, defensive. It, was, it wasn't Allen today, but it was, it was Tom Davies. But yeah, Allen's usually there. But you know, Everton are. Well, Allen was today. I thought Allen was playing. Oh, no. uh, well, Tom Davies gave away the penalty for uh, Pepe, didn't he? But. Um, but, you know, all over the pitch, Everton, you know, we've got some big guys, haven't we? You know, Ricarlison's a big guy, Calvert-Lewin's a big guy. Um, I, don't know, I don't think... I, I think, I think a, lot of the game actually, a lot of the game actually works on, a, like, you know, crossing and aerial ability. That's what it is, Calvert-Lewin. I think most of his goals have been headers this season. And, you know, he's obviously been a poach. And I don't think he's, like, you know, a top-level striker. I think it's just sort of... Not a purple pass. That's probably a little bit harsh. But, like, I think... He's a good striker, but I don't think he'll ever, you know, be a be a top. I, I don't. I, I think he's good, but he's Everton standard. Like he's not. He's not gonna. He's not gonna. He's never gonna get a move to, you know, United or City or anything. In, in a bigger team, you need to have more to game than just you know being a poacher. Really, don't you? That's what the big teams. Yeah. Are, you know, well, you say that, but Inzaghi made a career with just being a poacher. True, but yeah, that that was more. Who did he play for? Milan, AC. AC, yeah. Um, 
so yeah, but I think now I think I think in the Premier League you need someone who offers a little bit more. So oh, definitely in the Prem, definitely in the Prem you need you need to add a lot more yeah. to you get. So because um, at the end of the day, it's the hardest league in the world. So well, yeah, but what? So um, you know, I think like we were saying, like the game was pretty boring. And Arsenal did have thirteen shots, which is quite a lot, but only two on target, which was matched by Everton, who also had two shots on target. So not a very Everton scored their only shots on target. Oh yeah, yeah. So very, uh, very clinical from them. Um, but who was it? Was it, that? Was it um, Leno? Yeah, Leno was in that for, uh, yeah. for Arsenal. But um, so yeah, it wasn't a wasn't a particularly exciting game. But we don't really expect that from Arsenal anymore, do we? You know, without that creative hole, we don't expect them to create many chances. They do. They are starting to dominate the ball, the ball a little bit more. But if you aren't doing anything with it, then there's not really any. Any point in it, is there? Mm. Do you know what I mean? So, no, not really. It's just how it goes. Yeah, so we'll move on to the last game of the day, which was Newcastle versus Fulham. Uh, I have known nothing about this game. I just know that there was a man sent off, but I don't know what's in, but. Um, uh, yes, I'm pretty uh, sorry. sure Newcastle scored a penalty in the last minute. Yeah, uh, it was. Um, it wasn't last minute, no. Uh, it was in the 64th minute. That says uh, last minute. Uh, I thought it was last. Minute. Well, it was. It was. I think it was a dive personally, but it went to VAR and uh, they sent him off for it because he, he fouled the last man in the box, and obviously that's a red card. But um, they were talking about this on match of the day. They don't. They don't give the VAR officials the proper angles of the. You know. You know when you watch the highlights, you get the you know the close ups and the you know in slow motion. But on yeah. the screen, you could see. That they just got given like the the you know the the sort of TV view. Do you know they're like really really far out? Yeah. How's the referee meant to judge that? Like, um, they should they but, should get the view that we see. Yeah, and even even though Callum Wilson dived, um, it looks like he did cause some problems. And you know what? I think he's quietly having a really really good start to the season for Newcastle. I think he's on eight goals now in the Premier League. So who, who, who did he come from? Is it Bournemouth? Yeah, Bournemouth. Um, obviously they got relegated, didn't they? So. Um, but no, he's he's done he's done very well. Um, you know, you know someone who signed. Has he, um, has he played him in a a front two with um, him and Gale? Yeah, doesn't that work? I don't know if um, I know I know Gale played the other day um, against. Oh, who was it? I can't remember who he played last, but I know he played because obviously he scored. But uh, he played up front with Joel Linton today. But he's making him look like a right mug um, at the moment. Um, you know, obviously costing forty million pound, and Wilson costs like. Twelve million pound, I want to say, or something like that. Yeah. So, speaking know. of the game, I've, I've just seen Matt Ritchie's own goal, and it's so unfortunate. Isn't it? So funny, isn't it? Like the way he just reacts on the floor. Oh, um, on the floor, like, going down to the floor is so funny. But um, yeah, it was quite unfortunate. But um, Scott Park was really unhappy about after the game about <laughs> VAR and stuff, um, and they were appealing for a penalty. Um, uh, Fulham were because um, who was it? Um, what's his name? What's his name? Um, oh Wilson. No, no, no. Someone went down. Um, oh, I can't remember. But um, yeah, someone went down the box, and it was pretty much the exact same challenge as the Wilson one, but it didn't get given. But um, I think I think a draw probably is a fair result. To be honest, uh, let's all look at the stats. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was pretty similar. Newcastle twelve shots, five on target. Uh, Fulham with 11 shots, four on target, so pretty even there. Um, I, I think Newcastle have actually got a really good setup and a, a good team. 
But I think I think I think their only weakness really is midfield, in my opinion. Uh, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't think I'm as optimistic about Newcastle. I think I think they're quite not lucky, but I think I think they've got a team of individuals instead of a team like just a, like a team. You know what I mean? You know what I mean by that? Like all the players individually are talented. Yeah. But they don't work well in a team, so they're not going to get all the results they need. Because they've got, because same action man, everyone knows he's his dribbling is just he's you awesome. know, he's different gradients. And then Almiron as well, I think he's class. I think he's, he's, really good. he's a tidy little player, isn't he? Um, I remember he created a decent chance for uh, for Wilson and Joe Linton. But you know what, Joe Linton, he's not actually like from the few Newcastle games I've watched. You know what, he doesn't get the goals, but. He's actually not bad at like creating, you know, little chances for him and him and Wilson link up. Quite like a decent little hold-up striker. Yeah, like him and him and Wilson do some tidy little passes to each other, um, and you know, it's sort of similar to Che Adams at Newcastle last season. Sorry, not at Newcastle, uh, um, Southampton, where he didn't score that many goals, but his, his link up with Ings was quite quite good from what I saw. But obviously, for forty million pound, you expect a lot more than that. Um, yeah, but. Um, yeah, so that result leaves Fulham. I believe they are still in the relegation zone. Oh, no, they're one, one point above uh, the relegation. No, sorry, they're even with Burnley. Um, but Burnley do have two games in hand, so you would assume that they'd at least pick up a point in there, which would send them back down. Yeah, yeah. But uh, Newcastle sit at 12th at the moment. Um, and they're... Oh, they sit at 12th. They're, they're, they're doing all right. I, 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 I think Newcastle probably get... 10th, maybe push for a top half finish. Newcastle four points above Arsenal and they have a game in hand. That is brutal. <laughs> that is absolutely brutal. Arsenal, but, Arsenal just are having a stink of the season. Yeah. But um, I think we covered the games pretty well. Do you want to move on to the games that are coming up today? Games that are coming up, yeah. yeah I, so- I think we leave, leave the United ones at last as, you know, we've got United one here with us. Okay. So the first game of the day, which kicks off at twelve, is Brighton, Brighton Hove Albion versus Sheffield United. Now, obviously, we all know how Sheffield United. Red. The big question is: Are they going to do worse than Derby? I was just about to ask you that. What do you think? What do you think, mate? Do you think they will? I, d- I, I don't think they're going to do worse, but I think they're going to be down there as one of the worst Prem teams in history. It's just so weird, isn't it? Because of how good they were last, last season. Wait, what did they get last season? Didn't they get? They finished ninth, I, I believe. Um, obviously, uh-huh. they were in, you know, they were in contention for the Champions League. Well, obviously, they were never going to get it, but they were in contention for the Champions League at one point. But you could sort of see the signs were there that they were going to become worse because after lockdown, they were absolutely terrible. Um, they were really, really bad. Um, I remember the game that we played against them. You know, Marshall got his hat trick first. You know, yeah. first. You know, United hat trick for God knows how many years. I think it was the first um, United hat trick in the league post Fergie. Yeah, that's Yeah, Van Persie got the last one under under Fergie, but um, yeah. And then the only one in between that was the Ebra, wasn't it? But that was in the uh, yeah. They played thirteen games and scored. uh, Sorry, and got one point. So if you if you do the maths and thirty eight games, then you'd expect them to get about three points. But I think they will get more than that. But yeah, it genuinely is. Shocking, but you but know, are, are, are they on one point right now? Yeah, they've only had one draw, which was against Fulham away, I believe. 
Um, but it just is miserable. But you know what? I have watched a few of the Sheffield United games this season, and I don't think that one draw and twelve losses it justifies how how they've been. I think I think they deserve a few more points. I'm not saying they you know deserve to be any any higher than twentieth because they've without a doubt been the worst team in the league. But I think they are getting slightly. Yeah. But I think it's down to the transfer business uh, in the window. You know, they're spending all pretty much all their funds on bloody Rian Brewster. That was such a weird signing to me. Rian Brewster, I don't, I don't, I don't rate him. If you're a, if you're a up and coming striker, why would you go to Sheffield United of all clubs who just play with weird, weird strikers? Ollie McBurney, David McGoldrick, uh, Lee Sharp, um, just weird strikers. You know, Lee Sharp, Lee Sharp, it's Lee Sharp. <laughs> but you want to go to a team who has a, a decent strike, don't you? You know, someone you can learn off. Yeah, yeah. But well, that's that's why Greenwood works well for United. Yeah, you know he's got he's got Cavani now. He's got you know only well Marshall and Rashford aren't you know the greatest examples. But you know, but I th- I, th- I, th- I want to challenge you on that. I think Rashford's a good example because that's where well, that's where he's come well, from. Well, Rashford and Greenwood have had pretty much the exact same journey, haven't they? You know, coming through the academy. Yeah, Obviously, obviously, Rashford are more of a you know meteoric rise, didn't he? Obviously, scoring two, four goals in his first two games, um, but... and winning, scoring in the Manchester derby as well. Oh yeah, when he sat Demichelis. Oh, I love that game. Um, but yeah, so it's just been miserable for Sheffield United and Brighton. It's not been much better. They're sixteenth in the table at the moment, but um, you would probably fancy them to win this game, wouldn't you? Um, they've got a few decent yeah. players in there. I like, I like the way they play football. I think Graham Potter's a good manager. Um, Brighton as well. They've got one. One thing about Brighton is, I think they've actually got a really good centre back in Dunk, if he's playing. He probably, oh. I think he will be playing. I, I don't remember him. I don't. I don't remember hearing about him being injured. But um, yeah, no, nah, they've just got a decent. Have you heard? Did you hear that stat about Lamptey? Three yeah. Lamptey, the fastest, the fastest player in Europe. Yeah, I was going to say that. Yeah. I think it's yeah. like 36.6 kilometers an hour or something. Absolutely. I, I, the thing is, I, I, I really like Lamptey. Yeah, but he's such a shame. Underrated, didn't you? It's such a shame because, again, I'm going to go back to England. Like, he's so talented and just good at football, but he's not getting in over Trent or Walker or Trippier. Well, I couldn't even. That'll be that'll solve all our problems. <laughs> but um yeah, so what what um let's give a let's give us oh, a score prediction, Sam. What what are you reckoning for the for the game? Two 0 to Brighton. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go two one and I think Sheffield United are gonna score first. That's gonna be a pretty right, nice. okay. Right, okay. right, and then we're gonna move on to the uh quarter past two kickoff with a weird time is Tottenham versus Leicester now. Obviously, we touched on Tottenham a little bit earlier when we were talking about Liverpool. They've had a, an amazing start to the season, you know. I, I fancy Tottenham in this game. Yeah. I do, I do. I agree. I think Tottenham will edge it, but it's going to be a good game, obviously. Um, the, you know, Leicester have had a weird start to the season because I remember they were top for a, one or two games, but they sort of they sort of dipped recently. Um, but it's going to be a good game. Um you know, obviously Tottenham have you know had Liverpool now they've got Leicester. So it's been a tough yeah. run for them. But I would probably fancy them in this game. Um what do you think what do you think of Tottenham start to see? Do you think they're gonna do you think they're gonna genuinely progress and maybe challenge Liverpool for the title? Or I, I, I think I think they will because I think Mourinho is like a 
he's a you know a, a trophy winner, a title winner. You would fancy him to to win some form of silverware this season because if it if it goes tits up in the league, he'll throw all his bags, sorry, his eggs in the Europa League or the FA Cup or the League Cup because that's what he did it up with us. Um, in in his first season, well, obviously this isn't his first season, but <clears throat> you know um, we were doing first full season. Yeah, this is his first full season. Yeah, um, we were doing shit in the league, and then he just started all the great plays in the Europa League, and we went on and won it. So we could easily do that, but with their form now, they shouldn't be doing that because they genuinely could ta- uh, challenge for a title. You know, they're sitting at the moment they're third with um, Everton. Everton are back in second now. But obviously, Tottenham have got the game in hand, and if they win that, they'll go two points ahead. So um, it's also playable. Yeah. Leicester not too far behind on what one point less than Tottenham. So um, it's just a, it's just the amount of losses Leicester had this season. I, I, I think I think we're gonna go. I think tomorrow Tottenham Leicester, there's gonna be a lot of goals. You reckon? Because right. it's it's two great sets of attacks, and let's face it, they're not uh, the defenses are like. Okay, describe it like the attacks, like you know, Kane, Vardy, two Arca strikers. Yeah. And then midfield, it's like you know, and Diddy, Hoiberg, two quality DMs. I think midfields are pretty even to be fair, but yeah, I think and it's then, going to come down to which defense steps the up. Defense, it's like who have Leicester got? Sionchu and Johnny Evans. That's John, Johnny Evans' experience, and you get Sionchu's kind of like the crazy one. Uh, I, think, I, don't, I don't know what's happened to Sionku, man. I'm not actually sure if he's playing at the moment. I think it'll be that for, for that young Fafana lad who came from Saint Etienne with yeah. uh, with Saliba. But I don't think either. I think Tottenham's defense is you know it's similar to Burnley, right? I think Tottenham the system they play makes their defense good, but I don't think it, like their defense like you know the players in it aren't you know particularly great. I think I think I think uh, what's his name Alderweireld Alderweireld. Do I pronounce it? Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. he's a good. Centre back, he's quality. He knows what he's doing. But Eric Dyer, I'm sorry, he's not centre back. You don't think? I, 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 I don't think he's good enough for centre back. Obviously, it's working for Mourinho, but I, I wouldn't. Yeah, maybe long term it will come back to bite him. But um, obviously, yeah, like I said, it's working at the moment, so maybe they should just stick with it. But I think definitely long term they need to look into. Investing into a centre back because you know Alvaro is not getting any younger, but well, his yeah his experience will be massive. You know, I think I think sort of two or three seasons ago he was without a doubt one of the best centre backs in the league. And Tottenham as a collective had the best defence in the league. I think a few seasons ago, particularly 16-17 where they lost, they didn't lose at home. You know, in the league they were amazing. They sort of had a you know a title winning amount of points, but, but obviously came second to Chelsea. But um, you yeah. know, a few of them players have moved on now, but. Um, yeah, it's going to be a good game. Um, I think I think it probably will be a high-scoring one, actually. Um, high-scoring game. Last time they played, I believe it was 4-0 to Tottenham, because I remember it was post-lockdown. I remember I was watching it because, obviously, United and Leicester were battling for that third spot, so I was hoping that Tottenham would win, and they absolutely battered him. Um, so do you reckon we're going to see a similar scoreline tomorrow? I reckon we're going to get both teams scoring. I'm going to go with a... I'm going to go with a pretty bold stick, but I reckon Tottenham are going to go all guns blazing, go for a 5 2 win to Tottenham. I was going to say 4 2. Um, yeah, so I think we're both we're both pretty optimistic that's going to be a good game. Uh, 2 15 kickoff, I'll definitely be tuning into that. So we'll move on to the penultimate game of the Sunday, which is, uh, let me get it up. Hold on. 
Where is it? Where is it? We've got West Brom versus Aston Villa in the afternoon. Oh, sorry, not in the afternoon, in the evening. Quarter past seven kickoff. Um, West Brom obviously had a miserable start to the season, um, but they've got Big Sam, haven't they? Um, Big it's Sam Allardyce, yes. Big game as well, because obviously West Brom and Villa are massive rivals. Obviously, no both being from Birmingham, so it's going to be a fit. Well, I'm not sure if Birmingham are in tier two and they'll have fans on. I'm actually sure, but it's going to be a fierce game either way because, you know, obviously Grealish is going to be, you know, up for against one of his biggest rivals, but... Yeah, I, I think Grealish... You know, Grealish and Villa, they've had an amazing start to the season, haven't they? You know, mm. um, I think... I think Grealish, Grealish is 12 starts, five goals, five assists or something mental like that. He's had an outrageous start and, you know, he's proving, proving even more that like he's, you know, maybe not living up to the £80 million prize tag, but... You know he's you know he's a class player, um, but it's just it's just unbelievable really because last season they were so bad and you know what they should have got relegated last season because as I was talking about before with Sheffield United being crap after lockdown the first game back after lockdown last season was Sheffield United versus Aston Villa and Sheffield United got a roll a goal ruled out by VAR which yeah meant, yeah you know the one that went yeah. over the line when and, and, and it didn't get called. I've lost from what goal on technology in it, but um... no, it was because the VAR system just messed up, didn't it? Like so, they all knew it was a goal, but the ref just couldn't give it. Like, so, the ref should have given it, but he just couldn't. I mean, Village probably shouldn't even be in the league right now because of that. But they've just made the most of it. They've been amazing this season. I think they have. I think Ollie Watkins is a massive. Uh... Ask you that. Do you think Ollie Watkins has been a, a great signing? Well, I think it's hard to argue, but he hasn't been. I think he just adds a, a just a new. The, the, the attack's so much less one-dimensional now, isn't it? You know, and obviously Barkley as well has had a great sort of revival now, hasn't it? You know, obviously... Yeah, Bar- Barkley's a quality player. They've got, you kind of, kind of seeing what he used to be at Evan right now. Yeah, but the, their attack seems so much more balanced now. And this, I'm not, I've never watched this Triora guy, this Triora guy that they brought in from Leon before watching him for Villa. I, so I don't, I don't claim to know anything about him, but he's, he seems to be doing well. I don't think he's got a goal yet, but... Uh, he's a very, yeah, very. Good he's very direct as well. Um, I don't think he's got a goal in the prem, but he's got he's got a goal there. Um, because obviously everyone like you know he's he's a left footer, doesn't use his right foot much. Yeah. But um, there's a goal that he scored. I don't think I don't think it was in the league, but a little dink into the far post, and he he just he just stuck his right foot out and it just bounced straight in. I don't even think he meant to shoot it. And yeah, so I, I know he has scored a goal, but I don't think it was in the league. It might have been in the league. I'm not actually sure, but um, but uh, yeah, but no, he's he's got some great deliveries on him as well. And obviously, uh, Villa, I think Villa got the most goals from corners this season. You know, we've got some big boys in there. Uh, big boys, that sounds a bit weird. Uh, you know, at the back, they've got Conser, who's been great this season. You know, people are putting him in the sort of like old Premier League team of the season, like so far. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, it's going to be a... It's going to be a good game, but, um, you know, obviously West Brom have got the new manager in Allardyce and usually most teams usually do quite well under a new manager. So um, I think we've got to take that into consideration for the scoreline. But, you know, really could come and surprise us and come and batter him. But um, obviously Allardyce sets up his teams a lot more, you know, rigid. So I can't see as many goals going in. But uh, what's your prediction for, for this game, Sam? For a nil-nil. Go for a nil-nil. I'm going to go for a nil now because it's going to be either Dice's first game in charge. Yeah. I feel like it's just going to be a stalemate. 
Okay, uh, I'm gonna go for. A... Oh, I want to say one. I'm gonna say one nil Villa. I think. Um, I think it's gonna be very low scoring. Yeah. Um, I think that's gonna be a theme for a lot of West Brom's fixtures coming up, but. As long as they can get some points on the board, then they'll be all right. But I think they probably still will go down. But um, yeah, but uh, it's going to be an interesting game. I'll definitely tune in just to. Do you reckon I'll keep him up? You know what? As much as I want to say, I think he can. He can. I think this is one step too many. I think this is the season that he fails to keep a team in the league, and that's not going. To, that's not a criticism of him. But West Brom's squad. Is so so average. They have so few good players that I just don't think I just can't see. The best, the best player is definitely that um, Pereira. Yeah, uh, but I don't think he's a he's a sort of allardyce player. You know that sort of tricky number ten. I can't see him being. You know, I bet he'll be shifted out to the wing or something under allardyce. <clears throat> yeah. So um, so yeah, but no, it's going to be fun seeing him back in the dugout. It sort of feels weird without having him in, a manager like him in the league. So he, he's quite unique, and he, you know, big personality. He's just a he's just a regular, isn't he? He's just a guy you see down the pub. But uh, he's been a bit about football as well. Yeah. So uh, did, he, did he ever get the England job? Oh, he did. You remember he, got, he had that hundred percent record? Oh yeah. Um, he, then he got done. I was between him and Hodgson. I'm gonna lie. No, no. Well, Hodgson was our manager during the Euros and the World Cup. So, um, but yeah, no. Aldice was the manager for one game. Slovenia, I think it was, or Slovakia, one uh, 0 in the 90th minute. Did uh, he get um, he Yeah, because he he kept, he got there was a video leaked and he was telling he was telling his mates about how to breach uh, FA's betting rules or something. I think. So um, yeah, so hopefully it doesn't go that badly at West Brom. But uh, yeah, so I'll go with a. I'm no. going to go with a, a one nil. No. Oh, sorry, nil nil. Sorry. Um, nil. We're going to move on to big game. The big game, obviously, we're excited for. Yeah, I'm very excited for. All. And yeah. do, do, do you want to do you want to tell everyone at home the uh, the rivalry is going to go in down in your house, Josh? Yeah, um, my dad is a uh, is a Leeds fan. Um, he, he used to be a season ticket. Older when he was younger, he you know born and raised there, and then he sort of moved over here when he was older. But so he um, he's he's massively looking forward to it. Um, he's not as optimistic as I thought he was because Leeds have, Leeds have had a had a decent start to the season. Um, they they played exactly how I've expected them to play, just creating so many. I think they created the second most chances in the league behind either Liverpool or City. I can't remember, probably Liverpool the season, but they just created so many chances, and they're just. Mm. Oh, I, do I, like, I do like the style of play. I like, I like the defensive style because I like aggressive defending. It, it has cost them a lot this season, but I do agree. I think, I think, I do, I do. It, it's a breath of fresh air, really. We don't really see a team that uh, as intense as Leeds. Like, if you put all the, all the teams in the league into sort of like a running race, Lee, all the Leeds players are finishing first because they just run for ages and ages and ages. That their, their yep. conditioning is unbelievable, um, and you know. Uh, Across a Christmas period, that's going to be helpful, isn't it? You know, keeping your fitness up. That's the most important thing in these kind of games. Um, mm-hmm. You know, being the being the more conditioned team, but it's going to be an interesting game. Um, I'm I am nervous about it because United don't do well against the high press. You know, we saw that against Southampton last season um, when it was two all. Um, you know, uh, Arsenal as well this season they. You know, one of the few games they won, they were absolutely incredible. Their pressing was 
ruthless. Like I couldn't believe it. We had a four-man midfield, but their press just dominated, dominated it completely. So, so it's like, you, you, the back line can't handle the press well, but if um, if the if Leeds are going to play high press, which they most definitely are, mm. I think I think you've got to start Van der Beek because he's good against the press. So good at keep, keeping the ball, isn't he? I got I, like it, it. Genuinely is amazing how how literally gives away the ball. Um, I think he had I think he had a hundred percent passing accuracy game. Um, I think it was one of the Istanbul games, probably the game he won. I'm sure he had a hundred percent passing. Like it, it is unbelievable. Um, but I, I think the key to this game is is going to be Fred. Honestly, I do. I think he's him in that midfield is going to be crucial for us. I really do, do hope he starts. I think he's going to um, he's going to be crucial. Going to predict a lineup that you're going to get, Josh, as a United fan. Um, I mean, um, probably De Gea in net because you know I think I think the only re- I think I don't think De Gea is getting dropped. Um, I think Henderson only started because it's obviously against Sheffield United and that's his old team. Um, so I'd say De Gea in net, um, a back four of. Um, I reckon they'll go Lindelof, Maguire. Oh yeah, hundred percent with them too. But I don't know about the left back. Is it going to be Shaw or Tellers? Um, Hopefully it's Tellers. If I, I like it, see Tellers because we would play a lot more ambitiously. But I've got a feeling because of Leeds. System and um, you know uh, Rafinha on the right. He's he's a dangerous player. He's looked great in the few games I've watched him. Um, I'm sure he's stronger defensively, isn't he? Yeah, he's a lot better at defending Italia. So I think he probably will favour Shaw. Um, and then probably going to be four two three one. So I'd probably say Fred and Pogba. In the Obviously, one sack at right back as well. Oh yeah, yeah, of course. That's a that's a. a, a always Not got very nice. days, yeah. Uh, and then probably a double pivot of. Pogba and Fred, I'd say. Um, although Pogba isn't great against these sort of high-pressing teams, you know, Southampton last season, um, he gave away the ball for one of their goals from what I remember. Um, and then I'd go... Pogba is looking looking good, looking sharp at the moment. Yeah, no, he was great against Sheffield United and uh, West Ham a few weeks ago. So hopefully he can keep that form up. I think I think a player like of his quality could be the difference between a win and a draw here for United. But... Um, I think I, I still think he's wasted in a pivot. But. Yeah, 100%. 100%. But um, we just got to deal with it because I think that's sort of where we just got to accept that he's going to be playing now. But And then a front four of probably Rashford on the left. No. Yeah. I don't know because Oli said today that Cavani is training again and he, he will be available. So he'll start or not. Sorry, what'd you say? Jackson Cavani would actually start. I reckon he'd bring him on. Not only starting. No, I think I think probably because he hasn't been training for long, he probably will uh, be benched, like you said. But I think a player like him would cause Leeds' defense absolute nightmares. You know his movement and stuff. Um, yeah. Because you know what the, the peak thing is. My dad was telling me Leeds signed two defenders in the summer to turn that cock guy and then um, another oh, guy. Yeah. Whose name slips my mind. Um, but both of them are injured at the moment, so they're just sort of having to resort to their old. They're all centre backs, and um, was it Cooper? Isn't it? Cooper's one of them. And um, I wanted to say Ben White then, but he's at Brighton, aren't he? Yeah, but uh, we well at the moment it's Luke Aylin who's uh, covering in centre back. I think who's obviously their right back. Um, I think he's just covering there for the moment. But um, I, heard, I heard somewhere that um, that um, Calvin Phillips could fill in at centre back if they need him. I reckon he could. I reckon he's a he's a class. Yeah, 
he's he could do that job. But again, he could be the he could be the decider in this game for Leeds. You know, them them sprayed sprayed balls to their wingers. You know, Jack Harrison and uh, and Rafinha. He could he could be. You the, know what? Jack Harrison is a baller. Yeah, I think there's a reason that City don't want to let him go permanently. You know, he's been on like four different loans to Leeds. Like they just don't seem to want to sign him. Just keep getting him back on loan. But I think City are happy to do that because obviously he ain't getting into that front three of of cities. Um they'll get a more experienced player in return to them, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. It's better than just wasting him on the bench, isn't it? But um yeah, so it's gonna be an interesting game. Um I think Leeds, you know, intense sort of attacking system will benefit us though. I think on the counter attack. I can see us causing some proper damage. I think Rashford in particular is going to have a great game, um, especially if Aileen's not playing. I think Aileen's a class right back, by the way. I think he's so good. Um, but if he's not playing a right back, then... I've not seen too much of him, so I wouldn't... He's a decent right back. But um, yeah, so um, I'm going to go with a three... Mm, yeah, I'm going to go 3-1 United. What about you, Sam? Uh we go with three two United. Three two. You know what? I'd love it to be a three two. Um I can lead I reckon the tie press will um definitely get him a couple of goals. Can't see Leeds not scoring. I can't see Leeds like, not scoring. I, I genuinely think that Bamford is gonna turn Maguire inside out. He's just He's Maguire's a bit like Maguire, right? When he was at Leicester, he had good dribbling, like. But ever since he's come to United, he's just not, he's just not showing. I think like, he, I think he's equally as confident, but it's just now that he's he's well, maybe not equally as confident. But he's still, he's still bringing the ball out, and he's got some decent passing on him. But it's just not the same as as he was at Leicester. But I think at Leicester, he just had a lot more freedom, didn't he? A lot lesser it's sort of expectation. Um, but yeah. Now he's a captain, you know. Records like at Leicester, right? With if you would put the Maguire, the, the Leicester Maguire against Leeds, I'd be like, oh, he could beat that high press easily. He'd be fine. But at United, I, just, I don't see it happening. I reckon Bamford. I, I can I can see Bamford nicking the ball off Maguire and putting it in. I can just see it. Yeah, um, Bielsa was talking before the, um, in his press conference today, saying that he thinks United's threat from set piece is going to be. Um, hard to deal with, so um, that's interesting because I don't really think we have much um, uh, aerial threat, threat from set pieces. But you should about- do because obviously you've got Maguire, Pogba as well. If he plays, he's a massive threat. You got Matic, you know. Sometimes, or you know, he's always lurking around the edge, isn't he? So if uh, if, Maguire, if um, you know, Leeds are dreadful at um, defending from corners. My dad always says that they might as well just give him a. A penalty instead of a corner because the amount the amount they can see from corners is ridiculous. I think they've conceded, you know, most or second most from corners this season. So, I think Maguire should, uh, you know, be trying to get some chance because he had a, he had a decent chance against City, didn't he? Um, I don't know if you saw that uh, his header, but um, no. yeah. So hopefully, hasn't he sc- how many goals he scored this season? Just the one against Newcastle. Um, so no, last last season he got. Against Chelsea in the league, and against Norwich and Tranmere in the cup. But this this is I think, I think he's he just scored one more goal last season, but I don't remember who it was against. Um, I think he scored another header. 
Maybe I'm wrong about that actually, but yeah, no, but yeah, no. I, I, think... I wish that Maguire should be getting more headers, you know, 100%. He was brought in for exactly. He was brought in for that. Um, you know, we've always been crap at corners, though, from what I remember. But then again, it was, it was no coincidence, right? Okay, that his first header for United came after Bruno was put on some pieces. And now we've got Tellers as well, who's an unbelievable corner delivery. Uh, it's called a deliverer, sorry. So you'd like to think that if he's... You know what, as well, Shaw. Shaw's crosses... Yeah, I was, I was just City. thinking that. Shaw's corners were decent. Mint, absolutely mint against City. So we've got some decent options. So hopefully if, if it's a um, an in-swinger, Shaw will, Shaw will be taking them from that right-hand side, you know, in-swinging to on his left foot. So, um, so yeah, I think that's going to be the key, I think. And, and again, if, if, if you do have Shaw taking the corner as well... That that frees up Fernandez um in on the edge of the box again, who obviously can create something because he's not he's not going to be in the box today. And to be fair, he's not got a bad head on, a header on him. No, he scored it. He scored a few headers for us. The one against Everton, partic- particularly strikes out. That was a great header. Um, but yeah, no, we tried we tried that last week against Sheffield. Um, Teller's whipping it into Bruno on the edge, and he 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 yeah he went he went for it to be fair, but just went it just went wide so. But no, nah, if he catches that sweetly, then it, it can easily go top corner because he's, you know, even though he's a got, small got, guy. Got, got visions of skulls written in the sky. Oh, yeah, skulls. Stars, I mean, in the stars. Yeah. But um, I think we've covered that pretty well, mate. Have you uh, have you got anything to you got anything to add about any of the games or? Uh, not not about the games, but one thing I just want to ask you, Josh, right, is as of now, what, what do you reckon top six is going to be? <sighs> Okay. Um, well, I did my. We were talking a little bit about it before, you know, with yeah, we, Everton. Yeah. Um, oh my god, this is so hard to predict, man, because it's so close up there. You know, if we win our two games in and we go second, so um, I reckon. I, I generally think top four. We're going to have Liverpool, Tottenham, City, and I don't think United are getting top four this season. You don't, or you do? I do not. Um. That's interesting though. I think City will pull it back. Um, I reckon it's going to... I agree top two. I think Liverpool and Tottenham will definitely be the top two. I'm going to go... Um, it's tricky, man. Arsenal? <laughs> Maybe third yeah. in the Championship, but not third in the Premier League. Um, <laughs> but um, I'm going to go, yeah, Liverpool, Tottenham. You know what? I'm gonna be optimistic. I'm gonna say United third. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get. United third. Yeah. I think United best they can get is fourth. Uh, I'm gonna United. Then I'm gonna go City, and then I'm gonna go. Um. Chelsea, Leicester. I think. Yeah. Who am I missing out? Everton. No, I don't think they will. No. Um, You don't think Everton will? No, I don't. I don't know. Um, I, think then, I think Everton and Southampton will battle it out for seventh and eighth, to be honest. Okay, okay. Yeah, I'm going to go uh, Liverpool, Tottenham, United, uh, City, uh, Leicester, Chelsea. I think I'm going to go. What about you? Uh, Got to go Liverpool, Tottenham. Mm. And I'd probably say City. And that I'm 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 hope I'm hopeful of Everton, but I don't think Everton will get top four. I reckon Everton will get sixth. Yeah. And Chelsea have got to be up there. 
So I'll go Chelsea fourth. Okay. Then United in fifth. Okay. So if that's not clear, it was Liverpool, Tottenham, City, Chelsea, United, then Everton. Yeah, I think yours is probably a little less biased than mine, to be honest. I think I'm being a little optimistic. But yeah, um, yeah, I think that about wraps it up. I think we've covered that really well. So hopefully we can... That covers everything I want to talk about. Yeah, uh, me too. I think we could, we should start doing these more often. Um, I, th- I think it's good just this sort of one-on-one chat, you know, not everyone, you know, sort of, you know, screaming, not screaming, right, chatting, but, you know, sometimes it's hard to to get your, your opinion voice when it's all... all it's hard getting to, point across, yeah. Yeah, but... No, it's been good, mate. I've enjoyed it. So uh, thank you for thank you for joining me today. Uh, I think we both need to go and get some sleep now. Before, good. Before Obviously, we've got a big got a big day ahead of us tomorrow. Leeds yeah, United. Yeah. Um, so thank you everyone for listening. Um, we're going to start doing these more consistently now. We're going to try and stick to our sort of two episodes a week. Maybe maybe even more because we're you know we're off college now. Try and try. We're, we're definitely going to try and record a lot of episodes. Yeah, we might over, do a few. A few over the Christmas break. Ones. Yeah, so if you know if, if some of us, yeah, we'll try and pre-record some uh, with some interesting topics. So uh, yeah, thank you everyone for listening, and we'll see you next time. See you later. See you later.